everybody, and welcome back to Yahweh Reddit, the John Green season. My name is Laura Petro. I'm one of the hosts. And my name is Maggie Gates, and I'm the other host. And this is the podcast where we read young adult novels from our past, relive them as adults. This season, if you caught us last episode, we're doing something real special. We're bringing on all of our fun friends to talk about all of these fun books that we're reading. Uh, this one is Abundance of Catherine's. Again, like I said, John Green season. We've got our bestie, Richard Bazil, joining us. Hey, Richard. I didn't bring the Vuvuzela to welcome Richard. As long as you brought the vibes, because as Richard said, they need to be immaculate. Richard no said... Vuvuz- no Vuvuzela's only vibes. Richard, only vibes. Richard said if the vibes aren't there, I'm going to leave yeah. our friendship and the podcast So episode. if you hear a door close, if you hear a lock slam, it's probably Richard deciding the vibes are mid. Yeah. And if, if you the hear... vibes are square, then I'm not there. And if you... Ooh, uh... good. <laughs> oh, we could riff on this for so long on the vibes. Mm. Um, but let's talk about a vibe that we're really, really going to stretch out. Sophomore slump. And it's going to be John Green's sophomore slump, Ooh. Abundance of Catherine's. Richard, what is your experience with this book? Um. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard already. Um, okay. What like, is your trauma with this one? Like, um, this one particularly, I feel like I have like a, a weird relationship to this book. Okay. Not in terms of me thinking that it's good, but that like various things in this book just like relate to my everyday life. Like, for instance, like, they go down I-65 and they do that all the time yeah. to, like, visit my home in Alabama. And also, um, the main character is literally probably lives in the building that I currently live in, yeah. which is also extremely strange. How do you feel being neighbors with Colin Singleton? Um, makes me want to die. Okay. I'm the only prodigy in that building and I need to have it that way. Honestly, you get a saxophone. It's a really good thing that Colin is not a real person. Um, Maggie, did you ever read this book in high school? I did. This one actually of John Green's besides Fall in Our Stars is the one that I have the most visceral memories of. Um, I was Flex, a country club girl, so I was reading poolside nannying for some rich family of a kid who once told me peanut butter and jelly is for poor people people and that is when I was reading Abundance of Catherine's. I don't actually remember the book I just remember the memory. That's so funny because I remember reading this book I think I got it from a half price books um and this was when I was entering or like somewhere in my John Green phase I think I already read Fault in Our Stars and Looking for Alaska so I was like John Green's a great writer and then I picked this one up and boy was I perturbed to be wrong. An abundance of problems. Because I remember everything uh, I don't remember the exact plots but all of the problems uh, came rushing back to me as I was reading this book. Did that pull your John Green discovery? Was this like the last one you read? No no I kept reading you know I was like you know I feel like I have to trust that you know I liked most of what I read from him Yeah. Uh, This seems like it was just a, a, a bad seed in the Well, the audience probably knows, and if you don't, you're about to find out. With that, let's dive in. Let's do it. So, we are introduced to Colin Singleton, who has just been dumped 19 times. I'll say it, fun start, it's downhill from here. (laughs) 
(laughs) You love a ditch. At like an 18 year old age, like, okay, okay. Vibes are immaculate. Vibes are immaculate. And it's the the valley is low and the vibes are on. Vibes are on. This kid, it's the day after his graduation, and Colin's big thing is he's looking for a big Eureka moment. And he loves taking baths. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his parents come into his room and they're like, hey buddy. Your 19th girlfriend named Catherine um, is worried about you. She called us. And then Colin ends up throwing up and then just reading her yearbook message over and over again, which can you say stalker? Because I can. Yes, you can. Loud and proud. No one left me a message in my yearbook. (laughs) (laughs) That was just a sad aside. Anyways. Um, Wait, no, no, no. You can't just speak past this. No one signed your yearbook. You know Wait, what? Did you ask them to? I don't think I asked them okay, to. Okay, then Maggie, you can't just play victim. <laughs> oh, I'm not playing victim. Listen, I didn't lay out any of the background story. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, okay, but that's like a really sad thing to hear. It's like, oh, I, nobody signed my yearbook. And it's like, the way that sounds is like, everyone was like, no, oh, I'm not signing My time management is awful. I clearly didn't ask them. Also, I actually, I even more love the fact that you didn't ask them, and then you were like, no one signed this. <laughs> you got sad, not that you forgot to ask, but that it was on everyone else that they didn't sign Me it. and Colin Singleton, we have a lot of things in common. That's oh, really yeah. sad. We both take baths that our parents just kind of slam the door open to, and sometimes we vomit. And that's where we, that's And where sometimes you slay. Oh, but I'm not a child prodigy. That's the other overlay of this book is he is a child prodigy. Yeah. And his parents really want him to take a class at Northwestern this summer because he is a Chicago boy, as we have established. Yes. And he doesn't want to do that. He kind of just wants to weep over Catherine the yeah. 19th. And now we're introduced to his best friend, Hassan. Um, Can I describe it exactly as please, it's in the book? Please, please read word for word what John Green wrote on these pages. Um, describing this, um, so um, his friend Hassan comes in um, like this. A fat, hirsute guy of Lebanese descent bursts into Colin's room without knocking. Yep. And g- get that just written down because it's going to be mentioned every single time Hassan is mentioned as a character. Oh, yeah. The minority is the butt of the joke at every turn. Um, and it, it, it never it never works. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> yeah. And I love how the, 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 it, it goes from being fat phobic to like... Racist. Yeah. Like it alternates. It's weird. It's weird. It's it's weird that that's the hill that John Green said. It's like, not only is he really fat, I'm going to be horribly offensive about his race. Well, he also implies the next plot we get of him is that he's lazy because Hassan is taking a gap year. He doesn't want to go to college yet, but he's gotten into Loyola. So it's just. It's it's every single stereotype, and then maybe some that John Green just kind of wanted to sprinkle in to. Why not? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Hassan is taking a gap year. He's a bit older than Colin, um, and he's just kind of hanging out. <laughs> you say a bit older makes it sound like he's thirty-five. <laughs> I guess they never really said. But Old, I know that he's, he's only been on a gap man. year for one year, so oh, he's one year, year older than okay. than Colin. Got it. Maybe, maybe he's forty. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like he was like really into the Arabic language, and he was like, "I gotta use someone in this book so that I can just randomly put fun facts." That about is, this book. book is very fun facts. It is because it has math too. Yeah. So well, <laughs> well, okay, no, I'm talking about not fun. <laughs> but I just 
thinking like random shit. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. John Green's like, I want to flex my knowledge. He I really mean, did. That, that, that's like pretty consistent within like every book that he ever writes. Yeah, though. that's yeah. Like, true. He's, he's like, he's... I'm a fountain of knowledge on this random thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's a pretty interesting like uh, thing to write about a prodigy who only spouts fun facts. Which is <laughs> like, oh, do you like. <laughs> that's like his only conversational tactic is to say fun facts. And to like profile people how, on his head. How yeah. has he been in 19 relationships if that is his character type? I don't Most know. Of the Three days or less. Jesus. <laughs> and they're the same person. Anyway, Hassan has an idea. He says, hey, fuck this. We're going to go on a road trip. Um, and that's literally what they do pretty quickly. Uh, they convince Colin's parents. They convince Hassan's parents. Um, uh, who they describe as, uh, as talking in a uh, in a foreign accent. Oh, yeah. They overlay that. And then... Um... She said, don't I tell you? She said in accented English. Why did you mention that? Like, why did you have to? Did it add that much color text? I guess he really yeah, wants that's to called depth. picture. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and it's called um, width. <laughs> true. And Hassan, um, he his he lies to his parents. Well, Colin lies on his behalf about how he's gonna get a job this summer, and that's why they kind of like let him go. They're like, yeah. okay, you can go do that and be off on your way. We get background that Colin's type for no reason, as aforementioned, is Catherine with a K. Has to be a K, not a C. Yeah. Why? We don't know. We don't. Well, and honestly, we don't know what the appeal is or why. Um, and on this road trip, as it starts, uh, Colin's going to be just so, so sad about uh, the 19th Catherine who has dumped him most recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and this causes us to get one of many flashbacks to describe his Catherine timeline so we get the story of the first Catherine. Uh, we learned that Colin was gifted, but he lacked relatability because he like could not understand how to empathize as a child, uh, which is really depressing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty bad. But he did see a psychologist at the University of Chicago, but I don't, we don't know how much it helped out because it doesn't seem like he loves to have empathy in this book. Like, I wouldn't consider him an empath by TikTok's terms, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't determine him by anyone's terms. <laughs> Yeah, so his first Catherine was when he was in first grade. That's the TLDR of that story. And now they're in Kentucky, so it's moving quick. Which I just want to mention for the fact that they said they were going south on I-65 and Paducah is like 150 miles west of I-65. So I do want to mention that. Oh, so do they get there really fast? Well, I think they go down through Indianapolis. They go on a different road. John Green's road road is wrong. Yeah, or they like pass it and then he decides to like fall half asleep and then get there. But either way, there's a great quilting museum there. Oh, that's what they should have went to go see because Colin does not want to stop to see the largest crucifix. No, because despite Catherine being an atheist, she like wore a cross around her neck sometimes. And Hassan's like, I'm the only religious one here. Why why are why are you even bringing that up about her? Because she is an atheist. And I don't he's know. Like, no, no, no. I don't want to do any of the things you find interesting. Yeah, Colin's already a snore on this road trip because he does not want to stop and do any road trip type things. I would have left him on the road. Yeah. D- d- throw him out. <laughs> throw him out. <laughs> throw Laura, him out at the largest crucifix. Laura and I have to pee all the time. So yeah. we're stopping for some roadside attractions. Hey, hey, if we're not stopping to pee, we're stopping for an attraction. <laughs> roadside attractions are rest stops. Our rest stops come and go and we do. Um, 
We also get a bit of a backstory on how Colin and Hassan became friends, and the conclusion is Colin just wasn't really cool, and Hassan was like, you're not, you're not cool. You're not gonna say cool things to make people like you. Yeah. But it's also not, is, I don't think Hassan's popular either. I, I didn't get that. Um, he, they say that he gets along very well with everyone, and that okay. he can, like, he's really good at, like, talking to people. I, I, my vibe is that, my vibe for him is class clown, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, kind of, like, too funny to be, like, cool. Yeah. So he doesn't have oh, a lot of friends. That. Yeah. Did you say I'm fat? No, I said I get the hat. Oh, <laughs> I did at one point. Yeah. I mean, in John Green's world, yes, he's too fat to have friends. Yeah. I, at one point in the book, I did put, is he a short king? <laughs> I pictured him tall. Who, Colin oh. or Hassan? Hassan. No, not Colin. I pictured Hassan as tall for some reason. I pictured him like kind of like average height. I pictured Colin like five, as, as a short king. Yeah. Okay. I pictured okay. Colin short too. Yeah. And they're both just overcompensating for insecurities. Yeah. And you would think that that would make it a relatable thing, but we don't we don't ever sit on the sympathetic side of No, the... no, no. Cuz yeah. Oh, sorry. What were we going to say, Richard? No, no. I was just going to say that I think that uh they're like the insecurities like that makes them assholes. I feel like Hassan, like his insecurity, yeah. like he tried he like masks it by being funny. And I feel like yeah. Colin does not do that. Yeah. He masks it by being kind of douchey, I think. Yeah, yeah you know, because sure. Colin doesn't really have any redeeming qualities. Like fun facts isn't a redeeming quality. Like Colin isn't funny, he isn't like good with people, he doesn't respect anybody. Uh, like, so here's the thing is Colin truly is a, a villain with a capital M. No, like, no. And it's like, it's not only, it's like not a bad thing to be a loser, but it's a bad thing to be a loser who genuinely is a horrible person. Yeah. And that he is. I mean, yeah, we really, uh, he's not painted in a good light. No, No, not at all. Um, but they get to Tennessee. They do. And on their way to Guts, I just wrote down Guts and I know that's is Gutshot. Gutshot, Tennessee. Guts. They see a place, a roadside attraction, Laura and I's favorites, uh, where Archduke Franz Ferdinand is buried. And Colin's like, you know what? I think I could stop there. Because Colin loves a piece of history. Yeah. And they quickly meet Lindsay Lee Wells. Um, and she is working at this, you know, Almost like a like a bodega convenience store type place. Yeah. Market. Can I describe how John Green says in the book? Yes. Would mm-hmm. you meet her? Oh yes. Short, skinny, her face not pretty so much as interesting looking. <laughs> <gasps> that is brutal. Yeah. And then like the paragraph afterwards, he says like that smile could end wars and cure cancer. But I was like, you just called her like okay. interesting looking yeah. instead of funny. Pick up, pick up. She can't be Bozo the Clown and Helen of Troy. Pick one. You gotta pick one. Well, Bozo of Troy. (laughs) Bozo (laughs) of Troy. (laughs) Write that down. Write that down. So we meet Bozo of Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Franz Ferdinand. And Colin, you know, describes her that way. So he's kind of torn. Is he attracted to her? Does he want to punch her? Doesn't know. Doesn't matter because he falls on this tour of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand grave. Box his head. It box his head, bleeding everywhere. But it's okay. Because Lindsay's a paramedic in training, and Hassan's too fat to want to take his shirt off. Not my words. That is legitimately what happens in the book. So Lindsay has to take her shirt off to stop the bleeding, and they're all like, ooh, she's wearing a purple bra. Yeah, she does a little Mary and Jesus in the manger and swaddles Colin's head. (laughs) (laughs) And Hassan's the donkey. Yeehaw! And, you know, she's a paramedic's assistant at 17. We learned she's got big things going for Bozo. And, ooh la la, maybe he's gonna break his Catherine streak. 
Um, but uh <laughs> I feel like though Colin is like the last person to get it though. I feel like like Hassan's like, did you see her boobs? And Colin was like, no. No, he's probably doing some equation in his head about how they're too far apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true though, he would. Um, but we pause here after she takes her shirt off to get the Catherine 19 story. Yeah, we can't think about knockers for too long. No, no, because we gotta think about Catherine 19's knockers. Yeah. Um, because literally her purple bra, Lindsay's purple bra is what spawns this story. Yeah. Is that he's remembering the last time he saw Catherine in her bra. Um, and this story is yikes times 100 because Catherine 19 is way over Colin's bullshit because he can't hold a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, really whiny. He thinks he's past his prime, even though he's 17. And Catherine ends up dumping him because she's like, you don't really want a girlfriend. You just kind of want the validation of having a girlfriend. Yeah, dumps her, dumps him 22 days before their first anniversary. What an icon. Yeah, iconic. Um, but Lindsay comes back, new shirt. And um, Colin wakes up from this this concussed bloody mess um and says that love is a graph he has this big big idea i actually i'm obsessed with that <laughs> i'm obsessed with hitting your head and being like love I, love is math i love love is science to, no love, love is, is a burn trying to monetize a human feeling as as it's something that is scientific and not just like a phenomenon. Yeah. Like it's an overnight phenomenon. <laughs> but we Call do. Dr. Phil. We do learn oh, ring, ring. that Lindsay is dating someone also named Colin, uh, who they're going to refer to throughout this book as the other Colin. Um, despite the fact that her Colin was here first in gut shot. So hers is very normal. His of dating 19 Catherine's is uh, catastrophic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Catastrophic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, and we get a little bit of background of the first Catherine he dated, who was the daughter of his tutor, Crazy Keith, with also K's, Jesus, in middle school. Is is Crazy also K? Yeah, Crazy was with a K. And so Um, was Cranial Kids. It was. An abundance of K's. A a abundance of of K's. (laughs) He only went to school three hours a day because he hated everyone. And she was his first girlfriend. And then that's that's all the background we get on her. We're back to the Archduke, um, where Lindsay has a little bit of background on Archduke Franz Ferdinand's, um, saying that they bought his body from a castle for $350 in 1921, which I think is like $250,000 by like 2003's standards. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so when they meet Colin and his gaggle of two friends that we forget the two names of immediately, um, Hassan and Colin decide to play a practical joke mm-hmm. where they pretend that Colin has Tourette's. Oh my god, I forgot he about that. <laughs> and and the aunt speaks French. And he has hemorrhoids. Yeah. And he has like explosive hemorrhoids. Like and like this like listeners, this is on page like 35. So this book went to like Lots of, lots of nooks and crannies that I wasn't really looking for. Do you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of that, um, that clip of that girl, that, uh, girl who's ordering at a Starbucks and she's just like, I'll take a grande double. I'm just kidding. Don't you hate when people are like that? Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. I hate that white girl pumpkin spice latte. It's, I mean, it's. Like, Senorita awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. In some ways, like, I understand that, like. Also, teenagers are some of the worst people. Um, but also, when you read it and then you write people who are the worst people, it's very, um, 
Like, why am I doing this? Why yeah. am I reading this? Yeah, I, I, am, uh, I like, trudged through this book the first time I read it. And boy, I'll say it, I trudged through it the second time I read it for this podcast. It was pretty hard. I read it all in one flight. That's very impressive. I, do you need to go to therapy now? Yeah, absolutely. I started That's at five in the morning. Well, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's so, fine. Lindsay's friends and her boyfriend, um, TOC, the other Colin. Yeah. And um, they kind of figure out that this is a whole ruse between Hassan and Colin. And it's not that funny of a ruse. Yeah, no one laughs. I, I, oh, I was going to say, maybe they could laugh. I I'm don't think sure. anybody really laughed. And they went back. They go back to the store to get a Gatorade before heading out. And Lindsay's mom is there. Her name is Hollis, and she recognizes Colin from the aforementioned cranial kids that we were just talking about. The game show he was on, where he won like $10,000 for being the smartest kid. Yeah, we also don't, okay, this entire book, I'm expecting some really big cranial kids story. We get like a paragraph on like page like 170, and it just says he beat somebody. Like, this yeah. feels what are like, the rules of the show? It's like John Green saw Magnolia, that like three hour long movie where the guy yeah. from Shameless is like a a previously child prodigy and he's like I want to make some art that's not nearly as beautiful as that and he did um I would hardly think that John Green was thinking of why this YA book was going to be art at least I hope not I don't think so no I feel like they're like oh uh looking for Alaska is selling well can you release another book in 12 months and ride that high that's literally what I think happened a hundred percent and he probably watched Magnolia in between maybe that, that point in time maybe um, but Haas is gonna cook them dinner because, of course, she is. She's nice. She's doing the southern hospitality thing. Yeah. She, um, she's a girl boss. And she is a girl boss. We learned that uh, during this that Lindsay also, her big dreams are to stay in gut shop because she loves it there and she has a boyfriend. And Colin acts so, like, what's the word, condescending. To yeah. Her. She's like, don't you want more for your life? And she's like, how dare I be happy? Yeah. About, like, where I am. Yeah, Colin's a do. dick. Colin's yeah. a major dick. Yeah, I forgot that one of the most important things is that when he sees that people don't have ambition, it's like he's a huge well, like, turn off. His, yeah. his, also, like his idea of, of ambition is like you have to go to college. And like so That's when it. he hears anybody that like just wants to like work, like she just wants to be a paramedic. And he's like, ah! Was it, which is kind of crazy because the house that he is about to stay at for Hollis is, I mean, it's a pink mansion. That's true. But Lindsay and her family come from, like, a deep blue-collar background. Of They started this factory that manufactures the strings for tampons. Hot. And then they kind of just ended up, like, employing most of this town population, 868 people. And then, like, ended up taking care of them. And yeah. ended up taking care of them. So it's, like, very blue-collar town. It's not Chicago. where they. It sounds like they're coming from Evanston, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Colin's like... Oh, you guys make a you guys work at a tampon factory? Wow, that's so lower class and cool and quirky. It's oh like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> loving it. Um, Colin, while they're making dinner, decides to start graphing. He starts decides to start mathing his ideas to make make love exist on paper. Um, his big quest. Um, and then at dinner, he accidentally eats a bullet that's in his piece of chicken. He does. And that really turns him <laughs> off to eating. Instead, he's going to work on this little theorem about who is the dumper and who is the dumpy and the trajectory of every single relationship, which brings me to a fun question. Which one do you guys consider yourselves in relationships? The dumper or the dumpy? I'm a dumpy because I just hold on to things for too long, you know? I keep I keep being like, it's going to get better. That's fair. And you know what? It doesn't. And then I get dumped and I'm like, wait, why, why didn't I do 
this first. Mm, I do that all the time because I'm, I'm also the dumpy. It's because I have a very, very high tolerance for bullshit. Same. Yeah. <gasps> I have a high tolerance for bullshit, but I have been um, not in like enough official relationships and the ones I have been, I, I've dumped more. I mean, I think we would argue Colin has also not been in enough official relationships. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I'm talking situationships mostly because I feel like I've been in like two relationships. Oh, then I'm probably the dumpy. Dumper. I'm, I'm dumped. Dumpy. Dumpy. I'm dumpy. Oh, dumpies. Dumpies. Dumpies unite. That's why we're doing this podcast. We've all been dumped so much. Wow. That's true. But we don't get the opportunities that Colin gets for to rise and thrive because Hollis is about to offer them $500 a week if they want to stay in this house with a stranger. It, this pink mansion. I'm sorry. House is derogatory. Pink mansion with a stranger and just kind of interview people around town. Yeah, she Would wants to... Yeah, if yes. I was in high school, yeah. If you were in high school, you didn't have to pay rent. You didn't have to pay for food, and you got five hundred dollars a week. Absolutely, that's so much money. That's yeah. two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, in high school, that's insane. And they're like, oh, I guess it's lower standards, you right? It's not cranial kids. I know, seriously. It's, yeah, it's not the cranial kids money that we still all have. Uh, he's the fucking worst. The proverbial $10,000 that never goes away. <laughs> Seriously, um, add to it. That night, Lindsay goes into Colin's room after Hassan goes to sleep, and so does Hollis, because she has to explain her picture of her being goth that they saw when they first walked into the mansion about how she had to just, like, try some things out. She acts like, you know, like, being a goth kid at one point is, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah, she's like, listen, about that. I was ugly once. And yeah, I'm cool now. But just know I was nerdy and not cool at some point. And, you know, you're kind of cool, Colin. It's just it's just her. Yeah. She really wants to know that she's cool. During this exchange, like, she's like, I was not, like, uh, hot in fourth grade. And he was like, clearly you haven't seen Catherine, too. And it's like, he just called, like, a fourth grader hot yeah. at 17. My brother in Christ. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, not he's... really doing too great. No. But the next day, they get started on their $500 a week work, which is just a verbal history of Gutshot, Tennessee. Um, Hollis needed out-of-towners to kind of put it together because they have no stake in the endeavors. And they have to get six hours worth of tape every day, which is just sitting with people and interviewing them for six hours exhausting which i actually okay these parts of the book the like when he brings in like basically like an npc to come in and like <laughs> yeah. the background actually my favorite part of the book Aww. like com- because i was like wow well not because of colin reacting like it was the most boring thing he'd ever heard because yeah. it was actually but it was like okay here's this town with a lot of depth and you're hearing all these like cool outside sources yeah, yeah. and like you're painting it out to be the most boring task you could possibly do. But number one, you love, like, random facts. Yeah. And number two, you love, like, piecing together and thinking everything is interesting. So I'm not really sure, like, why it was, like, such a chore for him to do any of this. Right? Especially when he's making money doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You get to learn. That's, like, your favorite activity. That's your only hobby. Like, the job is literally, like, learning history. It's literally like they're paying you to take a class on the history of this Yeah. I would have liked Gutshot to be fleshed out a bit more, I think, in these interviews, because it was it was the most interesting part and I also think that Colin's character could have gotten a lot of empathy talking to like these senior citizens who they are yeah, yeah. the no. first person they talked to is born in 1920 and has yeah. no lower jaw right 
Yeah. Yeah, these scenes definitely could have been uh, fleshed out more because they, they start to just seem like very transactional and two-dimensional. It's like, I'm just, like, you're just giving me this so I can check a box. Like, that's yeah. literally it. The real the first guy's a real one, though, because he does kind of insist, like, yeah, my li- wife and I didn't love each other, but we did fuck a lot. Yeah, Starnes. King. Let's go. <laughs> Starnes okay. the icon of this book. And Starnes gives some background that Lindsay's ancestors, they started the factory. They're really good about keeping people in the town nourished and financially stable um during the great depression so they didn't go bankrupt which is very sweet yeah Lindsay's family empaths um and then after the six hours of interviewing um that starts does not shrug a shoulder at he's just like yeah i could get interviewed for six hours Lindsay asks uh colin and hassan to drop her off so she can hang out with her boyfriend um, and then pick her up in two hours so they can go back home because they can't go back home because Hollis is working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hassan and Colin get really bored and they want to go back home. So Hassan fakes an asthma attack. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Real cool. Uh, later, Colin overhears Hassan and Lindsay. They're talking about how smart he is, which you would think he would like. But he gets kind of upset when he can't control a situation and he's like really frustrated that he's not in on it. And Lindsay's like, okay, but how does he memorize this stuff? And Hassan's like, I don't know, dude. It's just, it sticks in his brain. He says he finds everything interesting. Finds everything interesting. That's me with pop culture. That's me with reality TV. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly. Most of it sticks in my brain. Yeah, that's true. It's like me with like drag race stuff. Yeah. I don't want to know it. But I just know it. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, but, but now I know like, every In season four, like, <laughs> like, Miss Congeniality so was elected by four votes. Man, yeah. I should have asked you what was up with Lux Noir this week because oh, I did you not should've. know. I did not know. Um, and I didn't want to know, but I do. <laughs> Um, oh gosh, where are we? Um, that night, after Colin's parents say that he can stay in Gutshot, even though he's already been there for like two days, and he's already on this road trip, he had asked for permission, um, Lindsay and Colin are once again talking after Hassan goes to bed, um, and, um, she decides to give Colin storytelling tips because he's a bad storyteller, and it's like, he needs a lot of other kinds of tips before storytelling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he's also working on his theorem, trying to measure love in a wholly robotic way. <laughs> if you could give, if you could give Colin tips, what tips would you give him? Um, probably how to not be an asshole. <laughs> I think I would definitely try to give him advice on how to be self-assured or how empathy works. Me personally, I would teach him how to like I don't know kill if you're a hog. Okay, do you know how to do that? Not at all. Okay, then how would you teach him? I would teach him how to love and nurture a pigeon. I think a pigeon could be a very valuable pen. Do you know how to love and nurture a pigeon? No, but I have Google. Y'all, y'all are just trying to teach him things that you don't even know how to do. Just a rock dog. Welcome to the American school system. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Also. Say. Oh, oh okay. we haven't talked about. Have we talked about Colin's anagramming? Oh no, I blacked that out from because my brain. You you talk about it. This right? is a very John Green trope: is that he like gives each character like a fun like ism, yeah, or, like a fun trope. He'll be like, "Oh, Hassan, who loves Judge Judy and says fug," and then like later we'll describe it. Or like Colin is very very into anagramming. That's like his fun like brain activity. And so he'll like every now and then he'll just like pick something and then he'll just make as many anagrams of it as possible. 
And then it's just like a fun like through line in his head for like when I guess he has nothing else to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's no the motif doesn't really serve any purpose in this one the same way as like My- Miles in Looking for Alaska that served one of people's last words. Yeah, that and tied into everything. This one this one's just Damon Raymond because Colin just knows a lot. What would you guys do if you were on a first date with someone and you asked them what they like to do and they said anagram? I would say do you play bananagrams? I would say, what is that? I would say, what is that, too? Because I feel like my first guess would be palindromes, and that they're different. But I feel like that's where my head would go. And I'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. And then they'd explain to me, well, like, I like to rearrange words to make different words in my head. And I'd be like, like, a crossword? And they'd be like, no. <laughs> I would I, I would be like, you know what? I don't know if we can date, but we can play the little phone games in the text app, because I do like anagrams. Okay. And oh, do you work with friends? Yes, two words with friends. <laughs> That's the best way of friendzoning someone. That's so funny. <laughs> words with, words fri- with friends. The words with friends. <laughs> the words with friends. Uh, anyway, the next morning, Hollis says, boys, you're going to the factory to keep interviewing. And Hassan says, boys, I'm going to call myself daddy in the third person now. Yes, I wrote down the quote. It says, um, Colin is complimenting Hassan's cooking. And Hassan says, no shit. That's how daddy got so fat. By the way, I decided to refer myself as daddy. Every time daddy would say otherwise, say I or me, daddy is now going to say daddy. You like? And then Colin says, oh yes, I love. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> which is it, is it giving fruit? Is it fruité? No, it's not. It's not. Because this book is also homophobic. Yeah, just yeah. you thought this book couldn't add more things to its list. Do you know what's funny? Two straight men who think, who are acting like they're gay. Yeah, that's really funny. (laughs) That is really early 2000s. It's so early 2000s. I mean, like, I don't know. I have thoughts on this. It's, you know, it's, hey, it's bad. It's like, it's not even, it's not fun to engage. It is something definitely of its time. That's so true. And I'm I'm not going to use that same excuse as someone who is a gay person um, to excuse uh, John Green's portrayal of Hassan because, like... Like, that's not, it, you're dipping your toes outside of a community that you're mm. never going to be a part of. Like, John Green, I don't know his sexuality. It's fluid. It could always change. Um, but I definitely want that to be kept in mind when we make light of it, because it, it, John Green is the butt of the joke here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this book is horribly offensive. It is really bad. Mm. Um, but the next day, so they're interviewing someone new. His name is Zeke. And then um, they go through, like, 26 people at the yeah. same time, I think. Um, and when they're done interviewing everyone, Colin's like, I have decided I am going to walk into the field and I am going to call Catherine 19. And Hassan is like, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Hassan is like, if you do it, I'm going to drive away. And Colin's like, I'm going to do it. And Hassan's like, okay. And Hassan drives away. My favorite thing that any character in this book to this point has done is just leave Colin to fend for himself. Yeah, and Colin Honestly. calls, and guess what? He gets the shit kicked out of his heart. Catherine's yeah. like, don't call me. She's like, also, we broke up for a reason. Bye. <laughs> she said, can you not contact me for three weeks? Honestly, Bye. yeah. I know. She's not She camp. has every right. She has to go she to camp. Literally has Honestly, that's my summer. favorite thing. My favorite thing that happened in this book is 19 Catherine's dumping him. Yeah. So true. It's so deserved. <laughs> um. So the boys gotta go get Colin from this field. Lindsay and Hassan. Boo. They get in their little truck. They diddly on over. And um, Colin cries in Lindsay's arms. Yeah. He's dramatic. He's like, I have to throw all my math away. My graphs are never going to work. 
Uh, and Lindsay, Lindsay's being too nice. She's like, no, 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 I don't know anything about math, but like, let me look at it. Maybe I can figure something out. Yeah. Tension starts existing between Colin and Hassan because Hassan wants to start hanging out with Lindsay's friends. He's like, I don't want just a lonely summer with Anagram Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anagram Boy! I'd love to hear an Anagram Lonely Summer, you bitch. And like, maybe Colin should want to make friends. No, he wants to read 400 pages a day. <laughs> and that's literally what he does. He decides to stay in where Lindsay and Hassan go out. So and Hassan is a teenager. He goes and, like, drinks beer and Colin's like... That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You should be taking one class at Loyola instead. Yeah, he is always pushing college on yeah. his own. You know what you should do? Go into debt. You know, right? that would be a really fun thing for you, I think, instead of building friendships and relationships that are meaningful. Debt. Why not? Um, but we also are introduced to that there will be a hunting weekend uh, once Hassan gets home and says he had a beer, it's like, okay, hunting weekend's coming up. So that's something for us to look forward to. Ooh. Yep. In this mix, too, we get one quick flashback. While Colin is doing Cranial Kids, he is hot shit. And he's kind of got the sexiest girl in school on his arm, Marie Cavaroli. It sounded like lasagna. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like one of those, like... <laughs> oh my god, I love Maria Spaghetti. <laughs> that sounds like one of those like like Betty Crocker, like Marie Callender, like it'd be like a brand of like, like baked goods. Yeah. Like a frozen meal. Yeah, like a frozen, like yeah, like frozen rolls or something. So he passes her up for Catherine. Um the first she shows back up at his doorstep and is like, You need to teach me um how to how to do French. And so they go they go to cof- get coffee and that comes up later on we get a little yeah which is by the way at a coffee shop i live above yeah so if you ever want to know where richard's apartment is now you know come find me at no i'm actually moving out of there this month oh this month so soon um but hassan's gonna play sick the next day he's playing hooky he skips work um pretends to be sick because he's behind on judge judy he has got to watch fair honestly so Colin and Lindsay are the only ones interviewing today, and on the way, Lindsay's like, I have some advice for your theorem. You need to count for more variables, like age, introvert, extrovert, other stuff. They, they agree on five variables that I did not write down in my notes. Popularity. <laughs> Unimportant to me. Uh, and then, and so, so I'm obsessed with, like... Oh, yeah, she's, like, a seven popularity. Like, I love the fact that they're, like, like yes, this is definitive. I love, this like, is like, all this subjective stuff. They bring age into it and then also popularity. What? At 70, <laughs> who are you competing, right? <laughs> so, oh, and also, like, what's the scale for popularity? Is it out of ten? Is it out of five? I have to be the most fuckable person at this nursing home. <laughs> exactly. Can I say that? Yes, absolutely. It's popularity. That's your lived experience. That's your lived experience. Question for the listeners and the and the hosts. Is popularity the same thing as fuckable? Or are they different? There's a lot of popularity. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot Um, of nuance there. It's a spectrum. Yeah. I feel like it's like a Venn diagram and they share a lot of interests. They share a lot of like similar things, but I feel like there are some things that are um, not. Like as Colin mentions in this. I always appreciate girls when they don't wear makeup, uh, which obviously you know, is not a popular thing man, in 2006. That's true. I really love our top five at the end of this episode, but another good top five would have been additional variables they could have measured I was for. just going to say, I'm curious. Mine would be how fast they text back. I think that that should mine, be... Mine would be how fast they can run. Um, oh, that's sexy. Ooh. Ooh. Um, is their family Jewish? 
Okay, what? No. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Later on, Lindsay does bring up, would this work for gay people? And you would need more variables, top and bottom. That's an obvious one. No, yeah. but Colin dismisses that and says it would work, so. Yeah, he's like, no, it'll it'll be it'll be fine. That's but a great variable. This would not hold a flame to a queer relationship. The boys are chaotic, the lesbians are clingy. Well, Colin's clingy, too, Wait, I so... Feel like, I feel like the gay men trope is always that the, it's like you're back on the street in Boys Town in a second. And the lesbian trope is U-Haul, and we are kind of clingy. That's absolutely right. Yeah! That is absolutely the trope yeah. and stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 sorry. You're about to enter the book. Are we <laughs> no, the no, no, not in the book, but just in John Green's, like, world. Oh, like, I don't know. I mean, he did Will Grayson, Will Grayson. That's the He, like, other. co-wrote it. Um... Which is With the, someone who's queer? There's a, there's yeah, a gay David, character David, Levith, Grayson, yeah. David Levithan like wrote the other. David Levithan the from um, um, Dash and Lily. Oh, and I he also wrote a book called Two Boys Kissing. Ooh la la. <laughs> okay, hi. That's sexy. Uh, oh, where were we? We're just having a good time so, talking about variables. So talking about gays and, and gays. <laughs> variables. Uh, which two things? <laughs> if, if there's gays, there's variables. I'll say it. That is true. Oh, um, oh. do they have one on making money? Oh, oh, salary income. would be a yeah. big one, yeah. Um, and also just like location, like right, like where they live. Yeah. Okay. We could talk about variables <laughs> endlessly. No, now we're at the old folks' home. Yeah, but not before they get there. Colin has spent thirty minutes cranking out a fun new equation that he just like comes up with, and he's like, "It'll work." Yeah, and the old ladies are like, "Are you two dating?" Ooh la la. But his head is in the books. He's like, "No, I'm math at present." Um, Hassan goes out that Sunday cruising with Lindsay, and he's making friends while Colin is back at home, probably reading his 400 pages. And this pretty girl named Katrina, and Hassan, they kind of hit it off. They kiss! And when Hassan comes home, he's so excited to tell Colin. And Colin's a major dick about it. Oh my god, he's so in his own head about it. It's so frustrating. Yeah. He's so mean, and Hassan's like... How many times have I sat through you getting dumped over Catherine's and crying to me about it? This is the first girl I've ever kissed, mostly because of my religion. He didn't want to kiss anyone until he, like, got married. He, I think he wanted to keep a lot of that um, for later. And he kissed a girl, so he really likes her. Yeah. Colin brushes it aside, though. Nope. And this tension exists, in, like, through the next interview they do the next day. Um, and then Hassan, like, continues to call Colin out. They end up making up. Colin makes a joke about how he thought Hassan was gay. They hug. Yeah, he does. I do love the fact that, like, right when Hassan does this basic, oh, like, he, like a, a diagnostic yeah. monologue, and it, he starts with, you know what the problem with you is? Which I love that trope yeah, a lot. I like, love it. You know what? Here's your problem. I'm, you don't think outside of your own self-interested head, and it's like, yeah, Colin knows that. It's <laughs> but like, like, they're paused in the doorway, and they have their eyes closed, and then they go, you know what? And they turn around, yeah, it's, I love that It's shit. so 2000s movie, and that's it what is. I love. Um... But after this, the other Colin comes barging in, and he invites Colin hunting, and Colin's like, I already knew about the hunting, and they're like, great, you're invited. Yep. Um, and then at home, Lindsay has to ask her mom why one of the ladies at the retirement home was saying she was going to sell a bunch of land. Something's up. Uh-oh. Hollis kind of swerves that question. Uh, she dodges it. Lindsay's keeping it in the back of her head to revisit later. Meanwhile, Colin is working on the theorem. He cannot figure it out because Catherine three is proving very elusive. Um, the graph, like, cannot work. He's only dated her for 12 days in the past, too. Right? So Lindsay says, put that down. We're going to dinner because Hassan and Katrina are going to dinner. And as they're going to dinner, they see Hassan and Katrina kiss. Ooh, <gasps> la la. 
After this, they need to blow off some steam shooting in the air. Yeah. With a shotgun. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay doesn't want Colin to embarrass himself going hunting, so she teaches him how to shoot a gun. With, like, a massive kickback. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it, like, bruises his shoulder, like, ten times. He keeps firing it into a tree, so he's just blowing this tree to shit. And Colin really bruises his shoulder, and after shooting, Lindsay's like, I really want to show you somewhere special. I think you've earned it. <laughs> I've caused you harm. <laughs> I've caused you hell. Um, so she takes him to a cave. I, I yeah, I didn't know how to picture this cave, I'll be honest, because it's like in like a place where neighborhood development's gonna go, but it's also pitch black. Yeah. I'm saying he describes it in dimensions, right? He's like, it's like five feet by twelve feet. I'm like, is this just like your bedroom? Like, yeah. is this like I was really confused. I thought it was like, have you ever seen those TikToks of people who will do the undersea diving? And yeah. it's like they pull themselves into a small hole in the water. That's how I imagined yeah. it. But then I was like, how do they get in and out? So uh. there's a cave near my home. <laughs> <laughs> the entrance of the store. There's a cave in my hometown where, like, it's really, really big, and then there's, like, a really tiny hole at the yeah, top. Yeah, cl- Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have to literally, like, climb up, go through it, and then the cave is three times as big on the other side. Oh, that's So sometimes, nice. like, caves, like, break down in, like, different ways. Oh, I So I think that's what they were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, I've seen... Uh, I hate the TikTok videos of people who have to go through tiny holes in caves. Yeah. It gives me so much claustrophobia. It. It's so stressful. Let's talk more about spelunking. Okay. Is that what it is? I would oh, talk yeah. about the National Speleological <laughs> Society. Okay, Colin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not going to be single ton for ton long. Wow. Um, what a shot to the gut. Also, <laughs> while they're that was really good. While they're on the way to this hideout, this is where we kind of get the wrap up story about uh, Colin helping Catherine one with her French, and she becomes. Catherine 19. So they're the same. Catherine 1 and Catherine 19 are the same. Yeah, we get some dorky-ass line about <laughs> how he's only dated Catherine's after her, and now the first one has come to reclaim yeah. the throne. Gag. Yeah. I would hate that. Right. That's the ick right there. Uh, but would, you, would you date someone that you dated when you were six years old. <laughs> I mean, by 17 or 18, they're probably different. Yeah, they're way different people. But, like, probably. also, like, you weren't, like, you didn't have that much in common when you first dated, so maybe you actually do have things in common. I then. was pining for my best friend's brother in, when I was in, like, fourth grade, and we dated for, like, a month freshman year, and we did have a lot in common because we're both gay. So, we both ended up gay. That was the fun story. I thought it was a cute button. That's a great way to be uh, exactly. That's a great way, way to be. be. That's a great way to be. So um, they're in this cave. They're not gay, but they've got moonshine. So things yeah, could happen. So they could be gay. Okay, Lindsay does have a really good monologue here about um, how uh, this whole Valentine story about how nobody gave her a Valentine. Oh, it's and really the, sad. And the other Colin was such a dick to her, and she kind of read, like the the button of the story is like, and now I'm dating him, so like I always get the last laugh. And I thought that was the most well written like piece of dialogue in the entire book. She yeah. brought valentines to school and no one gave her valentines back until TOC, the other Colin, brought a, a box of Alpo, which is dog treats I had to look up, to her house for Valentine's Day, insisting she's a dog. Yeah. And then she, wa- she wanted to date him because psychology's whack. It's yeah. crazy. Woof. Woof. That's rough. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, they almost kiss in here, though, and like that's, yay, yay. She has a boyfriend. But she feels like she can be herself with Colin. That's the protagonist Colin. Sounds like she needs to call in sick. Oh, there write go. that one down. John Green. So they go back. Is that to anagram? <laughs> What's that anagram? We don't know. Only John Green knows. He's the god of anagrams. 
when they go back to the pink palace, oh, pink mansion, whatever. Uh, basically <laughs> a palace. By so Gutshot Tennessee standards, the it's a palace. palace. Oh, yes. The the pussy palace. Palace's big fat pussy palace. When they go back to Pussy Pound Town, they go. <laughs> <laughs> Palace's big fat pussy pound town palace. Welcome to, <laughs> Welcome to Pink Pussy Palace Hotline. How may I help you? Ring, ring. <laughs> hi, hi, this is Hollis. I need to sell some land. Yeah. I need, to, I need to tell some land and a billion tampon string. We have front desk man uh, Hollis manning it down, bus in the area. Um, and she is essentially saying they have to sell the land because they have no money. And Hassan selfishly is like, I really like Katrina when this bigger problem is going on. No, that's very sweet of him. And things are awkward with Lindsay and Colin. That's where they kind of leave it off because they did almost kiss. And they can't think about anything else right now because hog hunting day has come. Girl hog hunt. And um, the the, the hog hunt starts and boys only. Boys are the only ones going out. Colin and Hassan quickly hang back because they're like going straight up a hill. And obviously because Hassan is, you know, comedically large, he can't keep up his breath. Yeah. Yeah, so they kind of fall behind the other Collins, TOC's dad, Mr. Lyford or something, um, because Lyford is really obsessed with uh, hunting these feral hogs. Actually, there's a lot of insane facts about feral hogs. Um, it is legal to just kill them in the most insane ways. Um, like, sometimes the government will just blow them up because it's a it's a really big problem, and they're really aggressive. And they, like, each individually make, like, 50 a year. I don't know. I listened to a whole podcast on feral hogs. That's interesting. Which, which um, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Lifeboard's gotta get these feral hogs. <laughs> And Hassan, he's a hog guy. Do you think he also listened to the hog podcast? Honestly, maybe. maybe. I gotta find it. It was really interesting. I would like to inter- listen to that too. I'll, I'll send the hog chat. We'll, we'll link it in the description of this episode. <laughs> the hog chat. The hog chat. Welcome to this section of this podcast. I'll drop the, the hog, hog pod in the chat. Our hog five, where we spend the next five minutes talking about hogs. <clears throat> I wish we did. I I wish I'd come with the facts. Um, but the dad leaves them. He realizes they're not that serious about hunting. He gives them his dip to hold on to. <laughs> Why not? Hassan and then he dipped. Yeah. Dang, yeah. poetic. Hassan takes to, decides to take a little nappy by. Colin decides to do some math, his favorite pastime. And in this moment, we do realize that Hassan knew Catherine three, and Colin does the very normal thing of calling through the operator to just ask her some questions. Loves jog her memory. Catherine's. He loves calling his exes. Yeah, loves red flag. And he learns that he dumped her, and that's why his theorem isn't working. Um, so he's got to go back to the drawing board. But he can't go back to the drawing board right now because a hog is nearby. A hog is afoot. And he knows how to <laughs> shoot him. But he misses, and he shoots a hornet's nest instead. Mm, so these thirty to fifty feral hogs—they are not—they <laughs> are not standing down. No, no, the hog does run away though because it's scared. But they—they they get on a little hornet chase. Yeah. Um, and they end up getting like hopelessly lost. They get pretty stung. Um, and then they end up just kind of like walking, trying to find back camp. But they end up by the like just general like a store. Cemetery. Yeah, by Archduke's. Yeah, uh, great. One oh, very yeah. particular cemetery. Yeah. Transfer to Nan's baby, and as they are tending to their wasp, their hornet wounds, I don't know, Colin has eight stings, uh, um, Hassan they, has three. And they witness two other feral hogs. Oh! 
that was a great segue. Great segue. Thank you. I appreciate they that. They witnessed two feral hogs doing the most animalistic act of bumping and grinding. Um, spinning on that dick. <laughs> Broad daylight. Just twerking. Just, just twerking. They didn't even make it to the club. <laughs> They're nat geoing all over the place. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> they are girl bossing, gatekeeping, and gaslighting all over the place. They are girl gushing so hard. And it's both, both of them are. We could go on with this for too long. And we will. And it's Katrina and the other Colin who are bumping uglies. Yes. Hassan's current girlfriend and Lindsay's current boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. Zoinks. Um, and the other Colin, uh, he puffs up real hard. We don't really understand how the other Colin got there because he was also on the hunt. Um, but he got there and Colin ends up recording the conversation um, that they have where the other Colin's like, I'm not cheating. And Katrina's like, I swear this is the last time. She feels pretty bad. And the other Colin's she, I mean, she It's clear she's done this multiple times. Yeah. Does she really feel that bad? She was like, it was supposed to be like a goodbye fuck. Like, yeah, because she was trying to end it because she was currently cheating on Hassan <laughs> and did yeah. not want to be. And he, yeah. And then, and then Colin... I, I love this, uh, or sorry, the other Colin states this very particular, um, like, uh, philosophy, which is, well, we've stopped now, so we're not cheating anymore, <laughs> which is, like, which such is... a very specific kind of uh, gatekeeping and gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, well, that's, it's twisted logic, and I mean, yeah, but it, that doesn't, it doesn't get rid of the past. No, but, and... And the other Colin's head, he's he's home free. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, they're all hanging out. They're drinking beers. Colin immediately plays this tape for Lindsay. She's pissed. Yeah. Why do you think that um, Colin d- uh, played the tape? I don't know why he felt like he had to play it in front of Colin. I don't know why he didn't feel like he could wait till like, he was home. Yeah, because there's other people here, too. There's people who, because all these people only have acronyms. They are just not people. No, yeah, I, like, one was, like, SCAT or something. There's <laughs> JAT and S-O-C-T, which is really confusing with T-O-C also. Yeah, One of them means, like, something, something skinny jeans. I remember that. Uh, oh, I don't remember. Badass skinny jeans? No. Oh, I didn't remember. It's not bad. Yeah, I didn't remember either because it wasn't repeated enough as to, like, why this was here for me to really he mentions it. it once and then gives them anagrams, yeah. which yeah. is like I guess like a it's not important thing, but but then it's like when you bring it back, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Because we didn't see these two characters uh, like uh, ever. We saw them on page ten when they were introduced, and now they're just back. But they all have a common em- enemy in Toc. They are all trying to fight him. He's kind of he's kind of taking them all down. Um, he's like a quarterback, right? Yeah. yeah, he's a quarterback. He tosses Lindsay to the ground. Um, he yikes gets Colin's balls. I don't. I didn't really know. Kicks them. I, he's got him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got him. <laughs> I mean, Colin gets knocked out. So he like, he gets his up. ass beat. Yeah. So this is supposed. I think this is supposed to be the fact that like they call Gutshot Tennessee Gutshot because people would do like wrestling and MM mixed martial arts there, That's and that was the only place where they could do gut shots, like shots below the belt. Oh. And so I think that was like a. Like a, oh, that's like like a, a reference to that. That's actually yeah. really clever, then. That's pretty interesting. Or at least that's the way I took it. Maybe I'm giving Chungun too much credit. But I mean, <laughs> so that's what they do. And Hassan also uh, walks away with, I think, a, a split lip and a pretty swelled up eye. Um, he's not doing too well. But no. Colin passes out. Yeah. And he comes to later on the next day at the Pink Palace. And he is sore. 
But they gotta go to work. They gotta get that five hundred dollars. Corporate America waits for no one. Not at all. And they're no gonna sick go. Days and got shot. No sick days. They go interview Mabel at like the um like retirement home times two. Like it's <laughs> it's the sad place. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like um. I think it's like hospice. Yeah, it has to be yeah. like hospice. Yeah. 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 I love the way or like extended those. care, <laughs> like. There's like a level of like uh, I used to work at a retirement home and there's like there was a place next door. I worked at a retirement home in high school. I was a server there, um, but there was like a like candy an ex- stripe. There was like um, no, it wasn't candy stripe. Candy stripe. It wasn't. I wore a black apron. It was very very. That's it was even, very gothic. That's even more morbid. <laughs> no, it was really nice. Everybody was really nice there, yeah, but yeah. the people who kind of you know like lose their memory too much or need extended help go to a different retirement home mm-hmm. um that isn't hospice but it's just really much more like you know 24-hour care and stuff like that oh I yeah see. my grandma was in that yeah okay i don't know what it's called either yeah Pretty that's why hospice. i keep calling it like retirement home times two squared yeah <laughs> like, so they're at retirement home squared they're visiting mabel and mabel's really excited to see Lindsay. it seems like she might have a touch of dementia because she keeps confusing Lindsay with hollis but she's like Lindsay, why don't you come show up more often? And it's a very sweet moment. And Lindsay, it kind of is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, Lindsay ends up really breaking down. We're unsure if it's because of the whole boyfriend situation or if it's the whole, like, guilt over this Mabel situation. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. I, I feel like there are so many different, like... Layers? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, maybe it's a mix of both. Because, like, I, I was kind of confused here because I was like, is Lindsay, like feeling really bad that she didn't go see Mabel more. Yeah. But this is weird because Mabel's, this is the first time we've met Mabel. Also, Mabel is like, it's okay. Like, yeah. I'm just glad you're here now, you know? Like, she's very particular about like, oh, it's good to see you. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. this was a, it was a little strange to me. It seems like a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah. So she goes home to, you know, process her feelings and Colin decides to get right back to that theorem because he can't emotionally support anyone. And now that he's understanding that he was the dumper of Catherine the Third, he plugs it in and the theorem works. He finishes it. All 19 Catherines work. And Hassan, mm-hmm. that morning, he is registered for some college classes. So he was registered to vote. No. <laughs> um, we don't know. We don't know if anybody in this book's a voter. I don't know his age. I thought he was older. He could be. Um, registered to vote at 18, you know? But next day, Lindsay... I guess that's what they want us to do. <laughs> Lindsay Cullen has Hassan. They're going to get to the bottom of this um, Hollis selling land plot line because you might have forgotten about that because I sure did. Yeah. There's too many plot lines. They go to Memphis to spy. They meet Roy, who's just like dumping tampons in a hole to bury. Yeah, they're trying to be stealth mode, but they're not doing too great. Right. Essentially, like, but essentially what happens is that they run into Hollis and then Hollis explains that um, they lost a lot of their uh, vendors yeah. for, their, uh, for their tampon string company. And so she's buying them out and shipping them so that it looks like the company is doing okay and consistent. But in reality, they're just slowly losing money and also causing waste. Yeah. yeah. So they're being beat off by beat off. They're being beat up <laughs> yeah, by nice. offshore companies, and instead of just you know um, biting the bullet and maybe squashing your ego, they're uh, killing the earth by just burying all these tampon strings. Yeah, but she she says she's doing it so she can keep like the entire factory like employed for five more years. So there is some morale here. That I mean, it is sweet. The thing is, I'm just like. Why can't you just 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 pay them? Maybe maybe they can show up to work and like do other things. Right. It it is a little like 
Yeah. Why? For how bad it sounds, like it sounds like they have industrial grade. I just like. Being I also feel around. like at that point, shouldn't she just try to like donate the tampon strings to like a company like here, yes. take or just like make less and still pay people the same? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Like, why wouldn't maybe like do give it to homeless women on the street or like start a nonprofit side? Of yeah. The like literally, just start making tampons and then you could do like a whole charity thing. Yeah. But... I, guess, I mean, I guess it would be kind of hard to uh, like I I bet she she might feel guilty maybe. Like, yeah. that's her whole thing. It's like, she feels so guilty that she's taking care of them, and now she can't. I yeah. Don't I mean, it's it's a very human thing to do. I was just like, there has to be a better There way. has to be a better way. Like, I agree. Like, I understand, like, the uh, the care that's there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I think we can all agree there's probably a better way for her to handle this. They should have called, called the Pink Pussy Palace. They, they could have really used some tampons. They could have. Um, I guess she's got about five years just to pay out of pocket yeah. for them, which is kind of crazy. She must have so much money. And they all agree that they're just going to keep this a little secret. Yeah. They're just going to keep it a little secret between them, us, and the impending climate doom. Yeah, but Hollis isn't done yet. Her and Hassan team up. They're going to brainstorm some other ideas for her to, you know, not keep doing this and maybe get things back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, And Hollis says that Lindsay's, like, sleeping over at her friend Janet's house. And Colin's like... I'm on to her. It's like, wait a minute. She has no friends. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Janet wasn't a single person's name in this book. Uh, I didn't have any anagrams that started with J. Yeah. So he goes camping and ends up meeting Lindsay at her, her secret spot before it gets sold. Um, and Lindsay ends up venting to Colin about her feelings. And Colin realizes his eureka moment that he is self-centered. <laughs> Yep, they both kind of have a, who's more self-centered? And then Colin's like, I'm starting to think nothing can fill the empty void that is my life. And, that, I mean, that's literally what he, he's like. He's yeah. really having a hard time not being the smartest person. No. And she says that the Archduke uh, that they have people do paid tours for is actually her great-grandfather, Barry. And it's an anagram. That's oh, what, his name. Yeah, that's right? what Dr. Dinzenvar is. It ends up being an anagram for Prince Ferdinand. Oh, Ferdinand. who would you want... If you died and I was selling tours of your guys' body, does it have to be an anagram? No, it can Do be. Do they a have to be dead? <laughs> no, no, this can be in the future. Any celeb. Oh. Okay. Oh, um. um oh, I want Lady Gaga. Oh, oh. that's a good choice. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Um, I Dame want Maggie Smith. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Thank you. I want Ashton Kutcher as mine. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You both have brown hair. I want Archduke uh, France for Nan's son. Lilford Nan? Lilford. Lilford. But, so, that was, I felt like that was supposed to be, like, a very, like... Um, that was the only time the anagram actually came in useful. Right? Which, like, I felt like that was supposed to, like, wrap up some sort of, like, button here, but it didn't really pay off at all, because I was like... Dr. Dinzenvar was not mentioned enough. Right. So it's like, also, how did Colin even know who that was? Yeah. The only thing it wraps up is Colin's tongue in Lindsay's mouth. They nice. Kissing. Oh, but before that. He oh, spends five okay. pages explaining his entire oh, history with the Catherine. So she goes, tell me the story. Tell me all of your Catherines. And then he goes one by one, explaining Lin- each relationship. Does that mean Lindsay has a thing for Catherines, too, because they start making out immediately after? I guess I wish so. It was. Yeah. The Catherines are way too long. Instead, I was going to pose a question to both Richard and Laura, which is, which Catherine's lore was your favorite? I liked Catherine Five. She was described as the nastiest girl in school for always having lice. And then Catherine 17, he met online who had a pierced nose, and she broke up with him because he wasn't emo enough. Which rules. It's like, where'd you find her? 
Refineryemo.com yeah. because that's on you, buddy. On a message board? I don't know. Yeah. But who's your favorite captain? My favorite. Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about K-17. And I was like, mm, I would have dated there. her. Yeah. My, my closet itself would have. Um, it was K-15 because the way he describes her is like, she needed so much help, but she didn't want any help. And I was like, she looked like she wanted help. Was she the one with like the big brown Puppy eyes? brown eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It describes her as, um, uh, that sort of made you want to take care of her, only she didn't want me to take care of her. And she was a very empowered feminist. And I was like, so you like profiled her personality based off of the way she looks, which he does this often. Yeah. But, um, and then like got sad because she actually <laughs> was not that. And then she broke up with him because he was an, uh, she wasn't an artist. It was, she never said he was. And I was like, I, you're so tactless and like yeah. unable to read symbolism for someone who's yeah. supposedly extremely intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. You one? I think my favorite Catherine's the one to 19 and because she got to dump him twice. <laughs> Honestly, and that's, and that's pretty great. profound. And I wish, yeah. Yeah. Good she literally, her. she literally got to dump him twice. He deserved that. That's true. Yeah. She did. I don't know how a child can deserve to be dumped, but knowing what he turned into, he did. Would you date him just to dump him? Probably. Yeah. We, we John Tucker must die him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Even The three of us would. Oh, yeah. I think I think Colin might have a little bit of that dog in him, and by that I mean gay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. The gay dog that you, you both have in you. Oh, I'll be the gay dog inside of him. <laughs> Colin doesn't have that dog just yet, though. He doesn't get his little woofy treats yet. Oh, no, no. Oh, he's barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> he's barking up the wrong That's tree. That's good. He, he has to go home and work on this theorem, because now that he's got a little kissy girlfriend in his life once again, he's really got to predict their relationship, and it's not looking good. It looks like him and Lindsay are only going to have about four days before... She dumps him. According to his theorem. According yes. to his theorem. And you want to know what something, y'all? The theorem doesn't work. <gasps> right? They and, keep and dating. It, took, it takes Colin on page 213. He realizes, wait, wait, wait. Matt can't predict the future. So we've spent an entire book about how he's going to do this, only for him to up and realize, oh, this is impossible. I feel like they, like... Uh, I guess John Green put way too much weight onto that and not enough into, like... yeah. Like him accepting that he doesn't have to be great, and instead it was more him accepting the, yeah. like that the theorem work. doesn't work. Like he can't control. His life. I was like, oh, so he's still self-centered. Yeah, so he still sucks. Yeah, the moral he takes away from the theorem not working is that there's quote a place in the brain for knowing what cannot be remembered, which is so cryptic. Which I wrote is, down, boy, are you Egyptian? Is... Because you're being cryptic as fuck. Yeah, like a crypt. That actually sounds like like a smartphone commercial. <laughs> like the space in your brain for things that can't be remembered. That's it's the so cloud. Funny. Yeah. It's the cloud. Um, but then they all end up just like they decide to not go to Hardy's because that's their spot. They decide to go to Wendy's instead. Um, and then they wow. said decide to not go to Wendy's. They decide to just keep driving into their unknown future that no one can predict. Yep. Into Paducah, Kentucky. The camera pans up as they are on their way to Wendy's to get one of those Dave singles. Hamburgers. Getting their four for four. Four for four. Those spicy nuggets. Spicy nuggets. Oh. Frosty. That's so Damn. Um, yeah, this book was a lot. This and book even, was too much. Even now, I get torn talking about it because, of course, you have to point out the flaws that is John Green mm. um, writing marginalized communities he doesn't know anything about. But it also feels like 
it sucks to have to point those out because it yeah. sucks to have to even re-traumatize and re-do yeah. all of it, that. It sucks to have to like kind of like reopen uh, this up and be like, oh, great, we're going to kind of analyze this book. That is problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. It, it would be really hard to go. I mean, we can't do this. But yeah. like, if I were to, I wonder how I would interpret it in 2006 or whenever he wrote I know. it. You know what I mean? It's like, what was this considered progressive for 2006? I, mean, I remember <laughs> I when I first read it being really uncomfortable with Hassan's character. And that, that was like my main reason for disliking this book. So I didn't love the book. Um, that's the only thing. Yeah, I hated away. this one when I read it. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I read an abundance of. Nope. I read uh, Looking for Alaska and I was like, wow, that really affected me. And yeah. Like, yeah. He like, I think he did a pretty good job of like breaking the manic pixie dream girl trope. Yeah. Which was like, which works, which works even better in Paper Towns because he has yeah. these like aggressive, self-interested male characters who yeah. like think something of a girl and then like something happens to the girl and he goes, wow, this was all because of me and not because they're, they have any depth at all. Yeah. And then, like, they ha- they have to learn the hard reality that they're not that important. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's and like, this one didn't do that at all. I know. Because no. I, I get that, like, John Green, I think, like, he tends to, like, like to write male characters that are pieces of shit that have to learn a lesson. But Colin is just a piece of shit that doesn't really learn anything. No. Because, yeah. like, well, Miles learned something. I know the kid in Paper Towns, like, learns less. And Colin doesn't really, like, he, there's no repercussions for his actions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just kind of is just like, Matt doesn't work for me. I've got a new girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, Richard, what is the monologue that you wanted oh. to read? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. okay. Listeners, okay. well, Richard's pulling that up. We, uh, we're, uh, Maggie and I know very little about what's about to happen. Richard just said he's going to read us a monologue from Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is like a bit of like, uh, I think this is like a pretty like big historical landmark. Um, so I'll give you guys some context about Tumblr in 2012, which I hope that some listeners will know this. (laughs) Um, but, um, this was a time when, uh, Tumblr art, still a terrible website, but is, was a terrible website and you could, um, reblog someone's post and then edit what they put in their original post. I remember that. Yeah, so, like, someone famous could post something and then you could reblog it and then edit it and say whatever you wanted them to say and then people would be like wow ben affleck really just said that's so xyz thing and so people were like uh so john green like of course he had like a small following on tumblr because like young adult like it makes sense and like vloggers or whatever so (laughs) this kind of got really uh popular um i guess just content warning it's extremely explicit but i'll read this for you guys um and his by the way his uh profile is called uh fishing boat proceeds okay As I near 200,000 followers here at Fishing Boat Proceeds, I just want to say, cock is one of my favorite tastes. Not only that, but balls smell amazing. It makes me go a little crazy, to be honest. Like, I cannot get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. I'm only satisfied when I feel those intense, powerful, salty hot bumps of your when I sit back on my heels, look up at you with cum all over my mouth and slobber running down my neck, hair all fucked up, and wipe my mouth with the back of my arm and ask you if I did a good job, and you cannot even speak because I've drained all of your energy out of the tip of your dick, ellipses, that's when I'm satisfied. That is so... That's the minute you said so it, I funny. knew that it was that one. I was like, I have not heard that in years. God, wow. I feel like it's a beautiful bookend of starting the second one, because I read the monologue to Looking for Alaska in the last episode. And, and so I to was, have this end this And I was, I was weeping. So to have this end it is perfect. If I wasn't uh, dehydrated, I would be crying. That's 
I'm crying for the three of us. Yes. Um, let's talk about our uh, canceled character for this book. Oh, I mean, I have a feeling if I spearhead it, the rest of you will follow. It's gonna, it's gonna be John Green. Oh, oh, yeah. Our second time canceling the author, I will concede to that. Absolutely. Was the was the first time also John Green? No, it was actually yeah. L. J. Smith, um, oh, who wrote um, Vampire, Vampire Diaries. Diaries. I think it was like the fifth or sixth Vampire Diaries book that was horribly offensive. Oh, I just think cool. it's not underground that this. I mean, like, there was a line of thought, and especially in, like, early aughts media of um, marginalized communities being the butt of the joke, um, Mm -hmm. it just, like, I I think never to this, or, well, obviously to this degree, but, like, this was to a a pretty extreme degree, and for um, young children to be molded into that mindset and consume it really sucks. Yeah. I feel like, I I, I read, like, the epilogue or whatever, when they asked him questions, at the end, and he was, like, trying to describe his thought process. I don't know if that was in your That guys. was not in my book. Oh, no. What, what it, um, was the takeaway? Well, one of them was, like, why did you write this book in third person instead of first person? And he was just, like, I felt like when I was trying to follow Colin's scream, scream of consciousness. <laughs> stream <laughs> of consciousness. Um, like, I felt like it would end up going on too many, work, like, weird random fact tangents. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so instead, like, I wanted to, like, re- like, remove that. But I feel like he was also trying to, like remove his onus from like him yeah. being the bad person from being like yeah. oh like this is his perspective and yeah. it's not mine mm-hmm. but like it's still kind of like then why would you make him the main character if that was like yeah. like like is there was no use to him being the main character yeah um so yeah because Lindsay probably would have been a better main character oh he cannot 100% write from a female point of view oh right well well he, does he write one? The, yeah, well, Faulkner Stars. Stars. Yeah, I don't remember it. I really like Faulkner Stars. At least I remember really liking it. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I think it worked real. I'd have to reread it. To yeah, like I'd have to reread it to. I'm, I'm gonna well, reread it. To yeah, you guys probably. Perspective. Um, but let's talk about our oh, top you five. You also wrote down John Green. Okay. Oh no, I I, I usually write them down uh, at the end of the episode. Oh okay. So. Um, but let's talk about our top five. Um, for our better. This is our top five for this episode. We think our top five this episode should be better theorems that Colin could have come up with. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I started off pretty hot at number five because um, uh, Richard has some sociopolitical ones later. But I think he should figure out how to close the wage gap. We probably know he's a little bit, he's a little far away from the 2016 Me Too movement. He might not know that women exist. But he'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, he does, I guess, refer to each woman by what they look like first before how they act. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Richard, so that's number five. Richard, okay. do you want to read number four? I will absolutely. Number four is where people go to college, which I feel like it would actually be extremely relevant to, like, his, like, personality and, like, yeah. who he yeah. is as a person. Yeah, better thing to calculate. Lots of variables to consider. Yeah. You know, like, family income, location, GPA... Mm-hmm. All good if things. they're popular. If you're popular, how you fuckable go. you are. Love it. Um, age. Age. <laughs> if they're gay. If they're gay. No, if they're gay, you just replace the, the G1 uh, to, to B2, you know? Well, yeah. Funny enough, it works if you're gay, but not if you're a lesbian. Not, it's very not crazy. if you're a lesbian. Tops or bottoms, you go to Weenie Hut or Weenie Hut Junior. That's so no funny. Um, number three. <laughs> um, um, we think Colin could benefit from some additional hobbies and maybe he could use math and physics to get better at sports mm-hmm. any sport maybe basketball maybe hockey 
That's a lot of like inertia and calculation, so that would work. That's yeah. and that's actually also realistic too, yeah. because that would force him to make friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for number two, this one's actually Richard's. Richard, you wanna you wanna say what this one is? I forgot about this one. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yes, I think that it would be great if you can use the theorem to solve global warming. I mean, that'd be really beneficial. It would actually be useful instead of, I mean, I know he's a self-interested character, but I think it would be very of everyone's self-interest to solve global warming. It would have so been I don't great. Think it would be, he was yeah. putting time into this in, what, 2006? The New York Times said we needed to get started on it in the 80s? That was like nine years after An Inconvenient Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not enough inconvenient truth was referenced in this book, I'll say. He not was just enough. Al Gord by a feral honk. <laughs> he was just Al Gord. No, he really was. Oh my god. Um, um And then, uh, coming in at number one for the five other theorems that he could have made, he could have, you know, just an equation on how to see women as people. Yeah, good calculation <laughs> there. I think starting off by using math instead of maybe, like, reading women's history or a book on sex and gender. Colin would be like, uh, women, they have two boobs, one vagina? That equals girls? And zero brains? Yeah. No, he's going to do a theorem on how far spread apart their boobs are based on their person. (laughs) And age. And And if they're gay. How interesting (laughs) their face is. Yeah. Theorem of predicting how far apart women's boobs are based off of their popularity. <laughs> the points they've <laughs> Listen, uh, he's got a lot of ideas. Call it Singleton if you're out there and you haven't, you know, yourself yet. If you haven't gotten so depressed from Northwestern <laughs> University, <laughs> so depressed. Listen, it's fine. We've all tried. Uh, you know what? I, I voted today, and I didn't see Colin at the voting booth. Wow, me either. Cancelled. Cancelled. Big fat cancelled on it. Um, um, but that's gonna be it for this episode. Yeah, we did it. We we talked about the Catherines too much. I'll say. It was an abundance of Catherine's. John Green was Abundantly. not lying. No, he wasn't kidding. Um, and if you want to get an abundance of Maggie, Laura, and Richard, we are online. We are hanging out at, well, Laura and I are. Richard's not involved in this. <laughs> um, we are at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura on Instagram. We are on Twitter and TikTok at Yeah, We Read It. Um, Richard, where can our lovely, lovely followers find you? Oh, my God. Uh, a few different things. Uh, Instagram, RT Brazil. Brazil spelled like the country. Um, I guess you could find me on Spotify, too, I guess. Yeah. Richard Brazil, all undercase. And my last name is extremely hard to spell. But just spell out Brass Eagle without the G. It'll um, be in the description, too. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. And yeah. I will find the hog. If you want the hog <laughs> podcast, you can also email us at meggieandlaurapresent at gmail.com. I, I, will, I will find it for people. Yeah, from when this episode is released to the next episode, anybody who emails us will get the link to the hog podcast. That is a promise. Um, also, fun fact: uh, the music that plays at the intro of this. Uh, yeah, Richard. Richard made our intro music. Isn't that really cool? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Sorry, that's really nice <laughs> to say. Well, no, it was but used. It's true. It was used for, it was used for something else, video. and then I. I found it. It is episode one forty nine of Reply All. It's called Thirty to Fifty Feral Hogs. Great. That's gonna be how we end the episode. That's how you should refer to your fans. But I mean. <laughs> Yikes, Richard, don't tell him. No. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week.